Hi, I'm Lucas. And I'm Brian. And this is the Quacks Podcast. Yeah, uh, it's been a crazy time in the health industry. Hmm. Do you feel that? No. No. Crazy how? Uh, just the changing of the structure. Um, I'm seeing more in-house representation, uh, people whittling down um, territories. Oh, consolidating territories, people moving out of state that we had previously is, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, wow, it's happening. I mean, there seems to be a reset as far as the format of the store, uh, vendor deal. Hmm. I can't talk, but I mean, I, I I see that change. I'm surprised that you say that you don't see that. Well, I mean, I've been seeing that going on for like four years like the whole time i've been working it's been like oh no carnal life is letting go of all their reps uh from zone to so and so and they're bringing in a brokerage to handle it and then like two years later they're like they're rehiring all the reps from so and so to so and so and they're getting rid of the broker so i mean you've been in it a lot longer than i have i'm, I'm going by based on two years oh yeah yeah a whole it, two it just years. happens <laughs> it happens okay I'm i would say like i would say when i got into it was just at the tail end where things were still stable and that's right when things started to get mixed up like this you know where it's like oh they're, they fired their rep and they're moving this around and, and they started doing that but since that started it's never really stopped okay i think that maybe i also hear the sob story aspect from 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 vendors sometimes too yeah, yeah. whether it's excuses or or whatever <laughs> but um I mean, I think the struggle is real. And the, the problem on the vendor side is they're just beholden to whatever the company's doing. So they got to be the sure. face. All these out of stocks, all these problems, all this stuff. And they have to be the whipping boy. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, no, it's interesting. This is a, it's a cool and crazy, wacky line of work that we're in. Yeah, it is. But at the end of the end, at, at the end of the, at the end of the end, which is my new saying, we're helping people. Yeah, I feel like we're helping people, at least educating people on on how they can help themselves. Definitely, definitely. I'm going to get right. off my soapbox so we can start this darn. All right, pod- let's start podcast. the podcast. Do you have a story or something you want to talk about today? I was trying to think about that. Um, it's we've had it's been crazy in the store as far as uh, the clinic, the center, uh, medical center yeah, that's yeah. opened up in the store. It's been taking off like crazy. I mean, like. You th- I was like, okay, it's going to be kind of slow for them. They're almost, I wouldn't say overwhelmed, but they didn't anticipate this quick of a reaction. Oh. So it's really taken off. It's been very exciting to see it from the ground floor. It's been so cool to see customers coming in more interested in naturopathic remedies and natural remedies as opposed to some of the alternatives. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I... Uh, yeah, they're blown away. I'm blown away. A lot of people are coming in for the the shots, you know, because IV nutrients. Totally. Taken off. It's crazy. Yeah, I have them getting me something down there. I'm putting a little prescription together for me down there. So I'll right. just see some randoms coming out of the room. I'm just going, what, what are you doing? They're like, just got a B12. I just got a Myers cocktail, whatever it is. So Have you have you jumped on board yet, man? You, I, I, I'm 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 almost there. Uh but um yeah, no, I was, my joke with them is that I'm going to just wait a little bit, let you guys stick a few more people and get warmed up for me to get in there. So, yeah. all right, cool. But, but I, I've warmed the idea and then obviously seeing people come in and out of the store all day long, getting them. 
And then talking about how beneficial they are. Yeah, they how, feel how much good. They, they feel great. Nice. I don't know how much of that is in their head or not, but I want part of that. I want to be part of that. So Yeah, that's awesome. So anyways, it's been exciting and fun. Yeah, I, I've only done the vitamin C IV so far, but I'm thinking I should try this Myers out. It's vitamin C, B vitamins, magnesium, and other electrolytes. So it's like everything. Completely. Yeah. And the story of how I heard it got started too was um, some doctor, this is back in the day. Yeah, yeah. They used to go pretty hard. So it was at some symposium or something and he had to do some kind of keynote speech the next day and was so hung over that they basically formulated this cocktail for him to take him. It was like a hangover oh, removal awesome. tech and uh, it worked. It took off. There's been some slight you know, modifications, but yeah. that's how kind of the Myers cocktail was born. From what I heard, I don't know. I'm going to get a call from the Myers people saying. That's right. No, this was developed with the utmost care over uh, long hours. Like, I like yeah. this story way better. It was a hangover remedy. Hangover remedy and the best one at that. So yeah, no, what we should do is you sign up, I sign up, and then we can hold hands while we get it done. What if like we just go get hammered one night and test out how good of a hangover remedy it is. If we do that, you won't, I'll be like, you'll find me in a tree three years from now in Borneo. So, <laughs> and I can't do Borneo anymore, guys. So we're just going to stay. We'll Borneo's just do- <laughs> a one and done. <laughs> but the Myers cocktail, sign me up. All right. Awesome. What do we got today? So today I want to talk about a little bit of an iffy subject. All right, and that is medical procedures that you may not need, but they that might be offered to you. Okay. So it's always a little precarious to talk about because, you know, here at Quacks, we're, we're Quacks. Yes. So talking about medical procedures you probably don't need is the kind of the definition of risk. <laughs> but we're going to do it anyway. And the definition of Quacks, right? Or That's I mean, right. Kind of, yeah, okay. you don't need to listen to those doctors. Use yeah. the Quicksilver. Right. So anyway, there was a study that actually came out in June that looked at what are called medical reversals in major medical journals out there. And so in the study, they looked at publications between 2003 and 2017 in the major medical journals. So okay. the Journal of American Medical Association, the Lancet, and the New England Journal of Medicine. And I think there's something like 7,000 publications. Yeah, and those are big ones. Yeah, yeah. And they looked through all those, and they found 400 that qualified as a medical reversal. Now, you know, what is a medical reversal? It's basically a new procedure of some kind that has been shown to either be ineffective compared to an earlier treatment or as effective, but with high costs or, you know, some other mitigating factor that makes it not doing it a good idea. Okay. So does that make sense? It's basically a new medical procedure that doesn't give any benefit over an old medical procedure or might be significantly worse. Just for the sake of having something new or less yeah, expensive? Yeah, so they come out with something new and and the studies say it works, but then when they compare it to something old, it's not, it doesn't really give a benefit over the old procedure. Okay. And so this doesn't sound like a big deal on the surface, but sometimes these new procedures, they can be riskier, they can cause emotional harm, they can have like serious downsides compared to the previous treatment. Like anything new. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be trial and error. Exactly. You okay. got it. Yeah. So that's what that's what medical reversals are. And in this study, they looked at 400 of these procedures. Well, they looked at 7,000. These 400 that were medical reversals, 33% were on medications, 20% were procedures, and 13% were vitamins and supplements. Okay. And in that group, 20% were basically for cardiovascular. That was the highest one. Right. Um, which tends... It's weird. It tends to be like they're always coming out with new cardiovascular stuff, mm-hmm. but those seem to have higher incidence of medical reversals. So anyway. 
Yeah. Now, while I was reading this about medical reversals, I came across an interesting example. So in the 1980s, they believed that uh, sudden cardiac death arose from irregular heart rhythm. So they developed and prescribed these drugs called antiarrhythmetic drugs. Well, they did this big trial in the late 80s called CAST. And interestingly, they recruited for the trial, but it was hindered by the physicians who were like, no, 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 we don't want our guys going into this trial and having a 50-50 shot on not being on these, on these medications <sighs> because it'd be randomized, you know? And so, right. so half the people would get the meds and half wouldn't. Okay. Well, it turns out the half that didn't get the meds were way better off than the half that did. Like, <laughs> it killed way more people what? than the, the placebo. Meds? Yeah. Oh so those those drugs were scrapped. That was a good example. There's another example from a few years ago, Avastin. That was a metastatic breast cancer medication that was approved in 2008. Cost 88000 a year. In 2011, they did a study. Didn't really enhance survival, so they nixed that. Uh, actually, John Oliver did a piece on a lot of these. Love him. Is, he he can be very funny sometimes. I can't believe they allow him on the air. Actually, <laughs> I I I've looked into like sometimes his research. It's a little sketchy. Like sometimes he stretches things. Okay, which makes me go. Meh, I don't know if I trust you. But he but he had a well, good. What is from the company that makes Game of Thrones? So we'll take it with a grain of salt. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> so he did this piece in 2018, and it's mostly on medical devices, which interestingly have an easier process of approval than drugs. And he, and by easier, I mean sometimes no approval process. Uh, so he detailed some of the horrors that people have gone through getting these untested, untested medical implants. And if you're, if you're interested in medical devices, there's an awesome documentary on Netflix called The Bleeding Edge uh, that talks about... I've seen that. Have you? No, I mean, I've seen it there. I have not okay. watched it. He talks about like faulty hip replacement, uh, vaginal mesh, robotic surgery. I mean, it's actually a really awesome documentary. It's definitely going to leave an impression on you mm. if you if you check it out um but it's worth worth seeing i'll check it out all right and i'll put that john oliver video in the notes section so why am i bringing all this up well there are some medical procedures out there that many doctors still prescribe that have been shown in recent trials to basically be no better than placebo so i want to arm you with the knowledge that way if you're ever in a situation where one of these is recommended you can ask more questions about alternatives possibly Save yourself from pain, emotional right. hardship, excess cost, yada, all that yada. good stuff. Yeah. All, the, all the good things. Yeah. So the first one is just real quick. I want to I repeat it from last week, uh, actually two weeks ago, episode 20 about statins. If you remember from the episode, women have no reason to ever be prescribed statins. And the only group of people who have really been shown to benefit from statin use was middle-aged men who have already had a heart attack. Right. Now, maybe that's going to change in the future with some new study, but at the moment... They are the only group who seems to have lower mortality from okay. statins. The second one comes from a study that just came out around a year and a half ago and was published in the Lancet, so a good a good journal, and that is stents. Now, stents are these little mesh tubes that are inserted into an artery to potentially increase blood flow. They, they kind of open up that artery. Mm-hmm. And they're supposed to help with blood flow and lower chest pain, lower the chance of heart attack in the future. Well, it turns out that stents are really no more helpful than certain medications you can take when it comes to chest pain. Really? Yes. They were handing out stents like it was uh, free candy at the fair, you know, (laughs) for a while. while. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, one in 50 people who get stents ends up with a serious complication, such as the heart attack or stroke, which which they were trying to avoid, which kind of seems to defeat the purpose of getting them. 
And the way they figured this out was pretty cool. So there'd been hints for a while that maybe stents did not perform how they were marketed to perform in several studies. Okay. There'd been hints, but no one had ever done a double blind placebo study on stents because to do that, you have to operate on a bunch of people and in half the people put stents in and then the other half put like a placebo stand. No, who signs up for that? Right? <laughs> what? What doctor talks someone into doing? <laughs> so they did that. That's what they did. They gave half the people stents and half the people no stents. And surprise. Yeah, surprise. <laughs> and they find and they found out that stents don't really perform over not getting one. They're like, the good news is <laughs> your heart is performing the same. <laughs> the, <laughs> the bad news is we tricked you. That's <laughs> you right. don't have a stint. <laughs> well, the doctor, it's double blind. So the doctors don't even know, you know, so they're like, you know, looking at the patient and taking what this they have stuff. Them in blindfolds? Wow, this, How do they not know? <laughs> well, yeah, it, it's exactly. You don't, uh, you don't know. I mean, the surgeon probably knows. Okay. that's But, what <laughs> but the doctor, you know, looking at his chart and stuff, wow, this stent is working great, you know, and, uh, who knows? Oh gosh. Anyway. Well, it's, it's really clouded because often just having a medical procedure can create some type of short-term positive effect. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you mean just mentally? Mentally, in your body, it can... I mean, you go through a lot of different things when you have a medical procedure. So right. it, it can be positive. So since this study came out, stents are still given out for chest pain, although I've heard that insurance companies are not covering them as readily as they were. But I, I want to like emphasize stents are still useful for opening arteries when someone is, is having a heart attack. So in emergency situations, they're still useful. Okay. But it's just when you're having heart pain, like uh, it's called angina, when you're having clogged arteries, you know, and they're like, well, we could get you on a stent and that will help. It doesn't help with that. Okay. Okay. But so it that, won't help with a regular anything than yeah, regular so heartbeat. That's one way that doctors are actually getting around this thing is, is they, they tell patients to go to the emergency room with a heart problem. And that's how they get the stent installed. Wow. And then insurance will cover it. Sneaky, sneaky. Sneaky, sneaky. So if you do have clogged arteries and have some time to try and tackle the problem, there's definitely natural treatments you can try. So there's a guy at my church who went from 70% blockage in his arteries to 0% basically following this Esselstein protocol. I like Um, those numbers. Yeah, those are good numbers, which it's it's a fairly strict eating regime. Um, There's also... The Linus Pauling protocol developed in the 90s, which is high doses of vitamin C and the amino acid lysine. There's actually countless reports of people using that protocol to clear their artery High doses of both C and lysine? Correct. Okay. Yeah. And then there's also the high doses of chondroitin sulfate, which Dr. Morrison used back in the 60s and 70s. So there's there's actually a lot out there. Um, And from my experience, I actually think cholesterol blockages can be handled pretty simply. Um, the protocol may be difficult, but there's real hope if you have clogged arteries that you can clear them out applying some some protocol. It might take a little discipline, um, but you can do it. Okay. And I'll put a link in the show notes with several artery clearing protocols that doctors have had success with. Fantastic. And I, and I think actually we should do that next week. I think we should do a show on cholesterol blocked arteries clearing that stuff. Isn't that what we're doing right now? No. We're doing it on medical procedures that you shouldn't get. Okay, okay. I was so enthralled with what we've been talking about. It seems like this is the core focus. But yeah, let's do a whole show. Yeah, right? On blockage. Yeah, I love yeah. it. Especially with what I'm dealing with. Yeah, yeah. So I'm on, I'm on 100%. All right. 
So the third surgery with little to no evidence of benefit is spinal fusion surgery. I've heard a lot of people talk about mixed results that they've had with this. Yeah. So this is where they fuse discs together in the spine to prevent movement that may exasperate pain. And interestingly, way back in the 2000s, it was shown to not have the pain lowering effect that it said it would, but it's still done. And I looked into what people were saying about the procedure online and there's, there's people saying, you know, it did nothing for me. I got it. I shouldn't have got it. Yet there are others who are like, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. I've also heard people say, this is terrible. And it actually made my symptoms and my back worse. Yeah. Well, the more I read about the thing, this thing is the more it's apparent that surgery, it's a real source of confusion on what helps and what doesn't. So most people do not know surgery is not regulated by the FDA in the same way that drugs are. Surgery, it's much less objective and much more of like a craft than say drug therapy. Oh, great. Yeah. Like they're musicians trying some new ditty out. Exactly. <laughs> so when you step into discussing possible surgeries for yourself, it's important to realize that you are now stepping into an arena where the surgeon in front of you has immense power in whether you're going to have a good or bad outcome. You know, surgeons, they pick up tricks and tips from conferences and friends. It makes them very good or very bad. Right. Yeah, yeah. And how do they practice? <laughs> right? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> On you. <laughs> Note yeah. to self, don't get surgery. Yeah. Well, if you can avoid it. No, I know. Uh, while reading about the spinal fusion, it, it's really clear that just getting cut into, patched up, given you know bed rest, and you get all these other things like antibiotics and pain meds, that's like often enough, it's good enough to change the underlying dynamic in some way that whatever the issue was, it gets changed or resolved. Okay. So it's it's you know it's, it can be confusing like like spinal fusion. Um, there's other surgeries that have been shown in studies to provide no benefit along that same line. So there's one called vertebroplasty and kyphoplasty. I don't know. Those are really hard to say. But it's a few... But no, they inject like cement into your spine to fuse it or something. I know it sounds terrible, right? (sighs) Shown to have little little benefit, but still performed. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Shifting to the knee, right? Torn meniscus surgery. Yes. You've heard probably about that before. I have. That's where they go into your knee and they repair, they shave off some torn tissue uh that's been shown no better to be no better than placebo and that was again that was another study where they they took a group of people and half got the surgery and half they just opened the knee up and tinkered around a little bit and closed them up (laughs) they even opened them up still oh yeah that's the that's the study that's how they find out does this knee surgery is it any better than placebo (sighs) and with that knee surgery you're better off with physical therapy for pain relief that seems so gratuitous to just open somebody up and be like, do, 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 do. I know. It's messed up. I, I bet they got paid. Of course. I bet they got paid well. They must have. But yeah. I mean, okay. Anyways. Bottom line, I think I think back and knee surgery is a little bit of a crapshoot. So fourth and last, there is a project called Choose Wisely. It's the Choose Wisely campaign. And that it designated many procedures that are still widely used that had little evidence of benefit. And so some of these would be uh, lower back pain imaging without red flag conditions, uh, preoperative chest x-rays with unremarkable history of uh, and physical examination, uh, human papillomavirus testing for women younger than 30, yeah, use of antibiotics for acute sinusitis, use of prescription non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, that's NSAIDs, uh, for people who have hypertension, heart failure. Anyway, there's just a whole long list of these little things that 
that are done that you don't they don't really provide any benefit right um, are they always little some of these sound like some of them are, yeah, yeah i guess big. i shouldn't call it little um some of them are scans you know chest x-rays some of them are drugs some of them are procedures but there's there's hundreds of different. So what do you do? You just drugs. research and just go through how many people. I mean, the same yeah. thing that you did. If you're gonna have this procedure done, research it. So yeah, I'm gonna link to the website in the notes for this uh, choosing wisely campaign, along with the study talking about how well the campaign has done in stopping these procedures. Spoiler, not well. Yeah. And and they have a lot of resources. So they have. Uh, you know, these printouts that you can take to your doctor. They have an app that you can look up procedures on your phone. Uh, so, you know, you can do a quick, quick search on their website with keywords. So it, you, you can use their, their information to, to save yourself, hopefully some unnecessary treatment or tests. Yeah, really. Or at least a second thought or a second, you know, a pause to be able to do some proper research and make sure right. you got your facts straight. Right. Yeah. Cause all of these are still performed that, and that's what I looked for. Not stuff that was like not done anymore, but I looked for things that were still performed. Yeah. Today. And so like stents, Somebody's knee getting surgery, it done spinal right fusion. Now. You got it. Getting it done right now. And might not be necessary. Right. Probably not necessary. Um, so anyway. the spinal fusion is a huge one. You're out of commission. I mean, it's for a while. Yes. Yeah. Needlessly. I know. Maybe. Probably. Probably. Yeah. Oof. Oof. So anyway, that's that's kind of uh, what I had. I do have a personal story about this, though. Cool, cool. Yeah. It's not really in the same category as useless treatments. Uh, it's more like that it was a stable treatment, and now it's not. But when I was a teenager, I had bad acne. Okay. And I was put on Accutane uh, to handle that acne, and it worked really well. That was an injectable, wasn't it? No, it was a pill. Okay. Um, it worked really well, but... These days, there are dermatologists who will not even prescribe Accutane because of its like terrible side effects. It's basically a drug of last resort now. And I, you know, going back, I wish I could not have taken that. Did you remember adverse effects? I remember getting depressed on it a little bit, and I had bad blood sugars, and and so it definitely didn't help me. But you know, I mean, it's just it was a risk. And if I knew what I knew now, I definitely would not take it. Well, especially because you had diabetes that you were dealing with. Was that something that could yeah, mess adversely it up. affect? Totally. Yeah, messed it up. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I mean, that, that, that drug's still in use. So it's not like a medical reversal. But I know back then they were kind of giving it out like candy. It's like, oh, yeah, you got acne? Accutane will take care of it for the next 40 years. <laughs> and that's too, true. They would show me these like pamphlets of people. They're like, I took Accutane 30 years ago and I still don't have acne problems. And something in my head should have been like, hmm, maybe that's not good. But at the time I was like, great. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing what we will, uh, what we'll do in our heads. Yeah. I definitely think next week we should get into some of these natural treatments for heart disease. I would love to do that. Sometimes, and, and sometimes people have heartburn or gut issues or breathing problems and, and they seem unconnected to your heart, but they actually are. Completely. Yeah. So I think even like a hiatal hernia affect, affecting your heart and the heart muscle too. Over time, I've heard, I mean, that, that leads to cardiac arrest. Yeah. Uh, an undiagnosed hiatal hernia or people who have major problems in that area that have gone unchecked for a long time. I actually had, uh, I just wanted to talk really quickly. I know I talk about CBD a lot because it's just so crazy how, how much it's taken off, but yeah, there's so many people still that are scared, um, of the, the 
marijuana, the THC aspect of it. And we had a woman in that was dealing with chronic, chronic pain. Everybody in her camp, everybody in her family, I think even doctors had told her, you need to try CBD, you know, which we're getting more and more. Give it a shot. I mean, that's how much pain she was in. She goes, I don't know if I want to do this, though, because I don't want to test positive for THC and lose my gun. And I was like, lose lose your gun. I go, does your job test you? She goes, oh, no, nobody. I don't work. No, I was like, who's going to drug test you and take your guns away? What? <laughs> and I was like, and then, so I just go, ma'am, how often do you use your gun? She goes, I don't use it. And I said, well, how often do you use your back? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty smart. Every day. So, um, yeah, you don't have, nobody's going to. Nobody's wow. going to strip that, you of your guns and stuff. I didn't story. either, but I was, I mean, th- that just showed me that there's still a good deal of fear and propaganda that is stuck up in people's brains pertaining to hemp in general. Um, yeah. And uh, I just, you'd have to drink a whole heck of a ton of that stuff on a repeated basis to test positive for anything, I would think. Yeah. Other than CBD, of course. And, and you got to be careful for those roving bands of... of Who was going to drug test her? The government was going to come by and just randomly drug test her. Excuse me, ma'am, are you a gun owner? Yes, pee in this cup. No, yeah, they come gotcha. to your door. They come to your door. Hi, ma'am, we're uh, doing a routine testing of anyone who uses marijuana products. Do you have a gun in the house? <laughs> we're CBDPD. <laughs> <laughs> oh, CBDPD's here. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Yeah, I know. It's ridiculous. I've officially gone off the rails. Well, if she takes a lot of CBD, she won't be able to work at, you know, Costco or whatever. I'll just kick her right out. Right out. Failed the drug test. Oh, my goodness. If you have any guns, hand them in. <sighs> I think we could have, I think we could stand a little bit of people handing their guns in maybe, but. Oh, don't go there, Brian. No, 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 no. I'm not. All right. I get to keep mine. Because <laughs> I know how to use it. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's see. Anything else? Uh, no, man. This was nice, and All it was right. a kind of a nice prelude to next week. Yeah. So to sum up, stents for heart pain, chest pain, back fusion, spinal fusion, um, knee surgery. You know, torn meniscus, and having cement injected into your back. All probably not a good idea. And choose wisely. You can go to that website for checking on procedures that you're getting to see if they are actually needed. And when you're worried about what a doctor may or may not say, remember that they used to prescribe cigarettes. So yeah, Right, there's ads. So remember what the world may be like 20 years from now and what might be Yes, or allowed. radiation water. Did you ever see that? I did not. The magic of radiation water. They had these little, I don't know what you'd call them, like ceramic things and they would put water in it and it was like lined with radium and you know they would irradiate the water and (laughs) to what drink the water well radiation was good for you it was like a health thing for a while but they found out real fast that that it was not a health thing try sunblast yeah or or about the ladies who used to paint the watch faces you know watch faces to be glow in the dark they used to be painted with radium and the ladies who would paint this uh these watch faces with with isotope Yes, with the isotope. They 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 were encouraged to like paint their teeth, you know, and and stuff like that and you know, terrible things happen. They're not to them. here anymore, are they? No, they they did not make it. But here's the thing, you can find them in the cemetery at night very well. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, I bid you adieu. Yes. All right. Thanks everybody. Quackspodcast.com. Uh check us out. 
Go to our banner on Amazon. Shop through us to help us out a little bit. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening so much. Thank you, everybody. Be well.